everybody. Welcome to the Ellis Talker Show. I'm DV LeBron. Today I got a very special guest. I have Miss Jessica Ward, who's running for Midlothian ISD School Board Place 5. Hi, how's it going? Good. good to finally meet you and good to have you on the show. Thank you for agreeing to be on and answering questions for the people of Midlothian. I really appreciate you. Yeah, thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Uh, okay, yeah. Yeah, it, it, I know that. You know what? I know that this this sometimes can be a little interesting. It's not a natural condition for some. Uh, I even get the the nerves before this, so I have to play some classic rock or something to get me get me stoked up. <laughs> so, yeah. But I want you to go ahead and talk to the people in Melotian. Tell them about you, who you are. Like if you know nobody knows you, and just go ahead and tell them about you. And you know, you, were you born here in Texas? That kind of stuff. Um, so yeah, um, I was born and raised here in Texas. I was actually born in Athens. Um, so I'm an East Texas girl, uh, had family that grew up, basically grew up down Cedar Creek Lake area, um, and kind of split ways between mom and dad. Um, and whenever I met my husband 13 years ago, um, I fell in love with this community and I decided to, you know, move my, me and my girls um, here. Um, he has has been around Midlothian since uh, I, I believe like around 96. Um, so they his his family has definitely seen all of the um, the growth that they've been experiencing or we've been experiencing. So um, I have seven kids. Um, my husband and I were blended. So I have three, three girls and he has four. Um, the oldest is 24. Um, the, and the youngest is 14. Um, and the 14 year old is in Spring Seal middle school. Um, and we have two juniors. Um, my husband's youngest son is a junior at MHS. And then my middle child is a junior at MHS. Um, and we recently, uh, a little over a year ago, had our first um, grandbaby from my husband's second oldest daughter. So that's super awesome. He's amazing. We have so much fun. Um, yeah. And so I, you know, I, I love our community and I love being a part of our community. Um, that is, that is fabulous. I, I could go on and on and on. Oh, no. Well, you know what? I, 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 seven kids, seven. That's a lot. That's a tribe. That's not kids. That's a tribe. Uh, so we are the Brady Bunch and I'm very proud of it. And that's that, you know, I love that. I, I didn't have a big family. So that's, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, so why did you want to run for board for the school board? Well, I mean, a few things, obviously, um, you know, my passion for this community, um, for <clears throat> our visions, our values in this community. Um, we are a growing community and I really do think that we need strong leadership in our community to make sure that um, we are going down the paths that the community wants. Um, as new people uh, move into this community pretty much every single day, um, we can still keep, you know, like core values, I believe, instilled in our community. Because I mean, we're, we're not, we're not super big, but we're getting big. And, and we eventually 
will have a, you know, a very big population. And so I just want to make sure that we're doing it the right way, especially with our school district and that we have the proper leadership in place in order to advance our district the way that it should be advanced under Dr. Faye's um, direction and vision, which I have spoke with her and, and I, I'm, I'm fully she's pretty her. fast. She's pretty um, fast. Fascinating. She's, she's an awesome lady. Yeah. She has some amazing visions for this, for this district. And I want her to be successful. Um, but in order for her, I think to be successful, she's going to need some strong leaders that are going to be behind her and, and, you know, help that, that along. Um, I also, care about our children's futures. Um, I care about my children's futures. Um, I see how my children, especially my eighth grader, has been struggling, um, especially this year and, you know, last year, obviously, due to the elephant in the room. Um, we, you know, I think a lot of our students um, have kind of forgotten how to communicate it, you know, verbally, um, because we had to enclose them for so long. And so they only had to rely on technology and technology is great, but I think too much technology can be a detriment. I think, I think it could, it could possibly hurt things versus, yeah. you know, help them. Um, and so I just, I, I, I you know, I, I feel, and, and now that I have a grandson, you know, he'll be two in October. Congratulations. Four years. Thanks. We love him. He's so much fun, except whenever he runs around and I can't keep up. Um, yeah, I um, <laughs> um, but, you know, it's his future as well. You know, it's, it's every child that was supposed to be in kindergarten in 2020 and had to go into kindergarten and, and got no social skills. Yep. And now our teachers elementary are, are having to kind of deal with that. Yeah. And, you know, well, I, it shouldn't be their responsibility, you know, mm -hmm. like, yeah, yeah no, it's I, the I, reality. it is the reality. And you're, you're, um, we're definitely going to head into that, that COVID stuff and how it affected the kids. Cause it did. Um, but I, I wanted to kind of um, I kind of wanted to ask you, I kind of wanted to go through some stuff with you um, before we went into some issues, because we're going to cover them. Believe me, we're going to have some fun with that, Jessica. So, OK, so, you know, you're going to have to. Oh, yeah. No. Well, you know what? I love the passion. I love the passion for the kids. Um, more than just passion and want to do this is the amount of time that's required. If you're not putting in some hours in this and being part of this, you know, the community and MISD, um, it really is not a good place uh, for you because you got to be part of that. Are you prepared to put in the time that you must to be a, a, a prepared and informed board member? Absolutely. When the, I, I'm already, you know, preparing it. Um, I, I'm a firm believer that knowledge is power and I like to be educated on topics 
that I'm speaking about. Or if some if, if someone asks me a question, I like to have some sort of education around that subject. And it and and I'm totally okay with um, hey, you know, that's a that's a great question. I'm not hundred percent sure. Let me check and I will get back to you as soon as I have an answer because I don't expect to know it all. But I'm already um, pretty much on a daily basis falling asleep every single night to policy. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, and, and I, if I have to put in, you know, 80s hour, 80 hours a week, then that's what I'm willing to do because if that is what is necessary, then that's, what's necessary. Um, that's commitment. This is run, running for school board is definitely not for someone that doesn't have a lot of time on their hands and um, or, or doesn't have that drive or that passion to really want to focus on our district, on, on our needs, on, on what we're missing, on what we should have and we don't have, what we're falling behind on. And so if, like I said, if it requires 80 plus hours a week, um, I'm okay with that. I mean, so, even with, oh, go ahead. So why do you think, um, what do you think you bring to the board? You would bring to the board if you were elected? A lot of leadership. <laughs> um, just a lot of, does this make sense? You know, why are we doing this? What what's the financial obligation behind it? Um, which which I am I am going through and looking at you know budgets and and everything like that. I'm not afraid of budgets. I can read budgets. Um, it's kind of it, I don't know. It's kind of hard to actually pinpoint just one thing that I would bring because. Anyone that does know me knows that um, I'm I'm not afraid to speak up. I'm not a I'm not afraid to say um, the bad thing in the room to have those bad discussions um, because unfortunately, whenever you are in that role, there will be hard discussions and they need to be addressed. Well, you said, um, you said, you said leadership and, and part of the board and a big part of the board is to lead. Um, they're leading our school, our school district, um, going forward. And, and so that, that's, that's a big attribute in itself. Lead, uh, mm -hmm. that and drive and having the time to put into it. You know, those, all those things are, are so important um, to wanting to wanting to serve as a board member. So I wanted to ask you in general, what is, what is the board's, um, what is the board's responsibility? What is the duties of a board member? Um, basically to govern and to oversee policy, you know, and, and governance, um, hire superintendents, fire superintendents, you know, um, govern, you know, make sure that our district is, is staying within the laws and, you know, from state and from, from, um, local yeah. levels. Yeah. And, and, and they're, they're there to be, um, 
a partnership, right, with the superintendent. Um, ultimately, it is the superintendent's show. Um, it is her district. And um, trustees are there to support her and to make sure that we are in line with governance, in line with policy, and then support her in her vision for the school district. And that, that is um, that is definitely why um, you hire superintendents. The superintendent does the day-to-day -day and, and you do the policy and the, the support of that, that day-to-day -day mission. Um, mm -hmm. So that the role, you know, I wanted to ask you about the the role of the the board in the lives of the the families of Midlothian in the lives of the children and the teachers um, that role and how how the importance that it plays. I think it's extremely important. Um, we we have to which which I know um, just through a few conversations that our our teachers are um, our teachers are are essentially kind of like drained and and they don't feel um, not and I'm not saying this like every single one okay so um, just just some of the ones that I have talked to um, feel that they don't have the ultimate support that they used to have. And of course, a lot of that has to do with direction of changes, um, current leadership, of course, once again, elephant in the room, COVID, um, and everything that has transpired since then, plus everything that they have to um, just deal with on a, on a regular daily basis. Whenever I think of teachers, I don't think of a teacher having one class. That teacher has upwards of seven classes a day with 20, 25, sometimes, you know, 30 kids in a classroom seven times a day. A teacher sees, you know, upwards of 100, you know, over 100 students every single day. And they, they need to be able to lead those students to be able to become successful. Right. And, and with, with, without the teachers having a, you know, like feeling like they're successful in what they're doing and, and the district having successful guidelines or whatever for them to follow. I think it would, it's hard for teachers to really you know, want to focus or, or, or be a hundred percent. And, and it's, it's not their fault. It's just the way it is right now, it, but it can be fixed. You know, yeah. it, it's not something that is broken and can't be put back together. It and can it can definitely be molded. It can be put back together. Um, I, I firmly believe that we can, if if our if our teachers are happy in the classroom, students will be happy, which in turn students will be able to understand the material, be able to ask those questions to the to the teachers. The teachers would will be able to maybe provide that one on one instruction for that one student um, because each student does learn differently. Um, not not one student is the same, no matter how many say, of the same attributes that they have. Um, 
Yeah. Everything is different. It, 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 it definitely is something that's a key to success is having uh, teachers that have support because then they will, they will, that transcends that, that, you know, that'll help them educate our children. Now, mm -hmm. one of the things that, you know, the, the board is very important in that you set tax policy. Um, the biggest chunk of the taxes that come out of people's mortgage mm -hmm. comes for the school district. And as everybody knows, everybody's getting pinched with taxes. Mm -hmm. There's people who are losing their homes or getting close to losing their homes. Their mortgage just keeps going up and they have a fixed income. Um, you know, they're paying those, those school taxes. So in general, what is your, what is your belief on, on taxes and government? You really want to know? <laughs> <laughs> well, you're talking to the people of Melothian. <laughs> All right, guys. This might sound crazy. Um, I understand why there's a need for taxes. Mm -hmm. However, I also see our growth in our community. And I see that there is 4,000 4, homes being built in this community. 4,000. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and that's just over, I believe like the next few years. Um, so there's no telling in the next 10 years, we could have, you know, 10,000, 15, 20,000 more homes, um, built in this community. So I think along the lines of whenever we're talking about taxes, we need to be extra, responsible for what we are asking our taxpayers to give to the school district because every single day, like I said, we have pretty much people moving into Midlothian. Of course, you have people moving out as well, but the people that are moving in far outweighs the people that are moving out. And, and you have a lot of young families, you know, with younger children, a lot of um, couples, young couples moving in, wanting to start their family here. And I don't want them to move here thinking that, oh, everything's going to be great. And there's a great education. You know, the district is great and everything. And then they decide, um, okay, well, we're going to start our family. And in, in five years, six years, whenever that child's ready to go to school, they're looking like, oh, no, no. Like all they've been doing is raising my taxes. All they, and, and why? Because our population has been growing every single year. Um, so I really do think that we need to, we, we need to look at the growth as well. Um, because every single house, obviously, that is built does provide additional tax. Um, so I don't think it's right. I don't think it's fair to continue to increase taxes at all. Um, yeah, yeah. And, and when we have a solid growth chart in the city side and on the school side, um, I, I understand the need for them. I do. I just, I, I, I'm, I am, I, yeah. If, if we could find a way to honestly get rid of taxes and go a different route, you know, I would be property taxes, right. I would be all for, um, you know, some type of, of movement because 
unfortunately, like you said, with our the values going up, um, tax appraisals, you know, you do have people that are here and that have been here their whole lives, their whole families, generations of families. And they are getting pushed out of their homes, but they're still a taxpayer. Like their voice still matters because they are still a citizen. They are still part of this community and their voice matters just as much as the new person that just moved into the city today, you know, and, and because we're a community, we should all want the best for our community. We should all um, strive for the best for our community because, and, and there are a ton of great people in this community. Mm-hmm. Um, and I meet them every day. And, and I'm amazed by the hospitality um, in this community. I know you do see a lot of the negativity um, through social media and everything. But if you actually get out there um, and make yourself vulnerable, you'll see that this community is built on a ton of heart and a, a ton of people that genuinely care and, and want to help. So I know yeah. I'm sidebar, sorry. See the passion coming through. Um, yeah, it's, it's coming through and you definitely mentioned something that like, uh, and, and I'm sorry if I cut you off. I, I really don't mean to. I want to. I want you to get as much as information as possible about you out there, and and the thing is that sometimes it doesn't go as as scripted, and that's okay because your passion is showing, and 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 passion is something that people respect very much. So, um, that obviously we we talked about taxes, and with that you you mentioned growth, and and the district is growing. It's growing. Um, quite a bit and the city's growing. So do you believe that it's good to have a relationship with the city council in order to um, put schools in the right place where they need to be um, going forward as we grow, having to put new schools here or there? Do you think it's good to have a partnership with the city on that? Absolutely. Um, I'm a firm believer that the city and school district should be kind of hand in hand. Um, it, it shouldn't, there, there shouldn't be, um, you know, a, a what's in it for me type mentality. Um, it, you know, I, I do know from sitting on a city board for the last six years that, um, sometimes it can be difficult, um, when there's negotiations going on between the city and the school district. And I don't think it has to be that way. I, I really don't because you, you all, you know, it, this is, this is for, you know, like the benefit, the benefits of our city. So I absolutely agree. Like 1000 wholeheartedly agree that there should be a solid partnership between our city council and our school district. One, 1000. So you mentioned COVID earlier, and of course, the unmentionables, the COVID. Um, it looks like I am not a doctor nor a CDC official, but it looks like we might be on the, on the, on the other end of this. And, and I pray to God that we are. But if we're not, and it comes back roaring, um, are you going to try to 
or, or are you going to support any restrictions that are within the law? I think Texas has passed laws pretty much kind of banning those things, but just in case. Mm-hmm. Never. That's not my decision. That is the parent's decision. That is that child's decision if they're high school. Um, I will never, ever, ever be for any type of mandate, be for any type of covering a six-year-old's face, you know, for seven hours a day, putting up partitions. I will never be for that. Um, I will always be a hard no. Excellent. And that's a, that's a good position. (laughs) Um, So, you know, COVID, you know, going through one, when we were, the whole country was going through this COVID right in the middle of that, we get slapped with a, a, a George Floyd's killing and a big thing on race. We had a reckoning on race where, you know, it, it hit everything and the, the problem or, you know, the, the, well, for lack of a better word, the problem is that it's gotten in the way of governance and, and, and getting stuff done um, because these social issues are, 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 are really tough. And we're going to cover some of the other ones. But um, what would you what what are your thoughts on making people who may not look like everybody else comfortable in the school district? How about love? <laughs> um I really hate seeing and hearing story after story after story about, um, which honestly I've heard quite a bit in the last couple of months um, of, of students of color um, feel like they don't have the same opportunities. Um, and that uh, it's, it's unacceptable to me. Um, we are called to love and I love everybody, no matter if what color of the rainbow you might be, or you might want to be. Um, and we have to get back to teaching our children, you know, how to love everybody. And, and yeah, it might not be your thing, um, but it, it's not fair for, you know, the other, the other kids that are trying their hardest and, and probably working twice as hard as, you know, Billy, sorry, Billy, if there's Billy out there, um, but they're, they're work, working twice as hard as little Billy. Um, and they, they feel like they're still behind or it, it, it's just tricky because I don't like to hear the stories that I've heard and it has hurt my heart extremely. Um, and I would, I would like something to happen about that. I, I, would, I would, I would like our district to be accountable for every single person we owe that to those parents. Those parents entrust us to take their kids in on a daily basis and provide them the best quality education. 
they shouldn't have to worry about the color of their skin. They shouldn't have to worry about the bullies. They shouldn't have to worry about, oh, you know, is so-and-so going to like eat me up today? Yeah, Um, we're going to cover bullying because that one, that one came up. So it, it, it really does hurt my heart. And, and like I said, you know, I, I have spoke with Dr. Faye, um, and, and I really love her thoughts and visions on this. But once again, she, she is going to need, you know, some strong leadership in there, um, sitting up there with her in order to really implement, you know, what her vision is. It's, Um, it's, it's definitely, um, I mean, there, the support that you guys give in getting these things will go a long way. Um, whether it be how people are treated, um, you know, if they're different to, you know, bullying. And as far as bullying is concerned, there's been several posts on different social media, um, um, pages or different pages in Facebook and different social media that talks about the bullying that has happened in, um, in MISD and maybe wasn't handled so appropriately. Um, and those are, I'm not making those accusations. They were online and it was very public. Right. I saw them. Um, so um, as a board member, there's, there's only, you don't do the day to day, but what can you do to assure a parent that you're going to have their back if their kid is being bullied? Everything in my power that I do have the power of, you know, um, if, if I have to go walk into a school and be a fly on the wall, then that's what I'm going to do. Um, we have got to stop this culture of I'm better than you or you're lesser of me. So I don't like you or, you know, well, your mom doesn't like my mom, so I can't be your friend. Um, we, we, we just, we have to stop all the nonsense. Um, we have to be held accountable. Like I said, these students are in our care or not, you know, not mine, but they yeah. are in our district's care um, five days a week, eight hours a day. Sometimes some of these kids are at school for, you know, 10 hours a day, whenever you talk about extracurriculars and this and that. Um, and then, you know, they they need the support. Our students should not be going to school afraid. They should not fear going to school. And it's absolutely ridiculous that that is a problem in our district today. Yeah. Absolutely absurd, insane. Yeah, and- that's uh, I I saw. I mean, I saw video, and I mean, it's it's abhorrent. Um, but you know what? It starts right here, folks, in the heart, it, in, in your home. You got to be the ones to, to change the heart of your children so that they're more loving and kind um, or else the government steps in and we don't always like the way they do it. So speaking of that, um, there's things like uh, um, SEL and, you know, CRT and different social things that have come down that that have strings on budgets. They come down on, on budgets. And um, there's been a big talk about this. And, you know, one side will say CRT is not in the schools. The other one say that, yeah, it's it's in there. Um, kind of what are your thoughts on that? Um, 
I am fully against CRT. Um, I, I am a firm believer on back to basics. You know, basics worked. There, I, my kids try to do common core math and I literally don't like, I'm like, why I can get to the answer in five seconds. Yeah. I can't do my kids. Math. But the way that our teachers have to teach this math is like a five minute process. And my kid is over here getting frustrated with me because they're, they want my help, but I can't help them because I said, well, there's the answer. That, the answer is right there. That's the answer. No, mom. No, no, I can't do that. I can't do. I'm like, Oh my God. Um, so I'll, I'll I mean, we, I, I, I think the, the more we try to push political agendas, the further we lose grasp and true um, values on what our community is and, and what this community can be and how we are growing. Um, when, when political views are being pushed one way or the other, all you're doing as a district is hurting those students. You are not helping them. You are, you are not being an advocate for the students, the teachers, the admins, the superintendent, the parents. You're, you are not advocating for them because you only have one agenda. So as a school board member, how would you respond to efforts of special interest groups who advocate um, the censor of certain curriculums or perceive them to be in conflict with their personal beliefs? Because there's both sides in here and they're both tugging. They're both in there and you could see them at every single meeting. So, um, you know, how do you respond to those efforts? So at the end of the day, I want to hear everybody. You know, I have two ears sometimes. I, you know, choose which one I want to hear out of. I'm not going to lie. I'm very transparent, very honest person. Um, but at the end of the day, I want to listen to the voices and um, of our parents that once again are entrusting us and entrusting this district to provide their child with the solid education. And I feel um, at the end of the day, what my view is going to be is how does this affect our district? How does it affect our teachers? How does it affect our students? Um, does it only affect a certain group of students? And if so, why? Why does it only have to affect a certain group? Why can't we create something that works for, you know, every student in, in, in that area. And I'm, I'm definitely not a, um, a person that likes to like hush people. Cause I, I, you know, I'm a, I'm a talker. <laughs> I love to talk. Yeah. yeah um, you know, and, and, and that's, that's good because it, it gets out what you're trying to get to, to these different people. And how, how do you discuss, um, how would you discuss, um, these topics with people that disagree with you and remain civil as a board member, because this is different than your person as a board member, those people who, who disagree with the way you're doing things, mm -hmm. how do you, how do you deal with them? 
Well, number one, you're never always going to make everyone happy. At the end of the day, like I said, you have to do what is in the best interest of this district and what the core values, what this district, what this city was built on. And, and I'm not saying there can't be, you know, progress or anything like that, but I'm saying that we have, you know, we have to, um, I lost my train of thought now. It's <laughs> I got off on the where we're going. It's um, okay. But, you know, I will always respect everyone's opinion, whether they agree or disagree with me, because I'm not looking to make best friends by doing this. I'm not looking to have someone telling me what to do. I'm solely independent. And if it is not in the best vision or um, of, of the district, then I'm simply not going to be for it. Okay. You know, if it does not make sense for our district, then I'm, sim you know, simply, I, I will not support it. I will not support unnecessary spending, unnessary, um, you know. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I get all, it. You know, like attacks because we have different views or different opinions. You know, that's what makes this world kind of go round is everyone gets to have their own opinion. Yes, ma'am. And yeah. whether or not you like someone, you if you are elected into a position of leadership, you should be able to have and be civil with that person or whatever entity you might be butting heads with in that type of setting. Bottom line, because that's what leaders are called to do. Mm -hmm. You're not always yeah. going, if you only surround your people or surround yourself with people that are like-minded of you, then you will never grow as a leader. Yes, ma'am. Be able to create more leaders in this world because you you'll never be challenged on your thought process. You'll never be um, say, "Hey, wait a minute, what about this?" Or have you thought of that? You know, and and I'm totally open to that because I don't have all the correct answers. Right. It's so you know before we because we ran out of time. So oh, I actually went, I actually went 10 minutes over. I like oh to keep goodness. it a half hour, but oh, I, went we did. To, I just noticed it. I wanted to, uh, I want to let you get your voice out to the people of Milotian. So can you go ahead and tell me or tell the people of Milotian just in a brief closing statement, um, why they should vote for you? This is your pitch. Well, I think I just said it in the last 40 minutes, um, but there is so much more you guys that, um, that I am passionate for in this community, in our district. And I firmly believe um, that I could be that solid change that our district needs. I can be that driving force. I can be that leader that's not afraid to stand up, that's not afraid to have those hard conversations. Um, and is also not afraid to be silent either. Because um, at, at the end of the day, this is our child's. Th these are our children. These are their futures. And if we don't have leadership at the top, we don't have leadership anywhere in our district. So 
Um, I would love if anyone has more questions um, or if I, you know, struck a chord with you and you would like to discuss it even more, uh, please reach out to me. I have a Facebook page. Um, I'm, you know, I can give you my cell phone number. It's not a big deal. I'm not going to say it on here, um, but please reach out to me. I'm willing to meet at any time. Um, coffee, lunch, whatever your schedule will allow, um, or we can talk over the phone. Whatever you, whatever questions anyone might have, please reach out to me. So, I would love your support. I, first, I want to thank you so much for um, coming on here. Um, your passion definitely came through, and I want to um, apologize for times that I jumped in there. I, I didn't mean to interrupt, but I wanted to get as much information out to the people of Midlothian. Um, so please forgive me on on those, those, no. those interruptions. So um, I she is running um and there's an incumbent and his name is uh bobby soto mm -hmm. and um i have reached out to mr soto um several times i'm trying to see if i could get him on here to talk to you guys um hopefully we'll we'll, we'll get that going and thank you so much again for uh, for watching everybody and thank you again jessica for uh for coming on uh, stick mm -hmm. around i'll talk to you afterwards all right thank you so much